Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Yeah. And running the boards is Joey D's. Hey. On today's show, I know on Friday we talked about Star Trek, but BJ will talk about more Star Trek. Wait a second, There's really? a lot of Star Trek going on Star right now. Star Trek, I'm talking Star Trek. You'll also be talking about Titans. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah, it's been a while, so you get yeah. to talk about that as well. Titans. Vicky and I are getting in the Halloween spirit by watching a spooky show. Yeah, that's right, I am. Yeah, called Hellstrom. Oh, I'm looking forward to hear what you guys say about that. Yeah, we actually got Vicky to watch something spooky. I, I, I picked I, it on my own. I know, right? I got the Hulus, and I, was <laughs> one, and I saw that Vicky was watching it on the Hulus. And I was just like, why are you, you got your own login. Why are you looking at my stuff? I like to creep on what Vicky watches on the Hulus. Ooh, well, right, speaking there. of Vicky, we also have the Geek sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? They can get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Let's get our blogs, podcasts, and more. Or just search for BJ Shades Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Yes, Yes. exactly. Lots of ways to get a hold of us, but if you can go to radio.com and just listen to us there, that'd be fantastic. And, uh, you know, have some fun with that. Mm -hmm. Listen to us and do things. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's start off because we ended uh, with a geek sheet last week. But uh, before that, we talked Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery. Yes. Uh, and there's the show that, BJ, you have been uh, last week uh, around this time or so. You talked about Star Trek Lower Decks and how much yes. you've been enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Well, they had their season finale. Oh, yes. Really? You sound oh. like you're very happy about this. Well, first of all, I am so excited about Jack Quaid, who, of course, plays Huey in uh-huh. The Boys. Yeah. Jack Jack Quaid also plays a character named Boimler on Lower Decks. Jack Quaid is a huge Star Trek fan. So I did not know that, but I watched The Ready Room with Will Wheaton uh, as they did a special for the uh, season finale of Lower Decks. And they had pretty much everybody in the whole cast there. And Jack is a huge fan. Tawny Newsom, who plays Mariner, seems to also have great knowledge about the Star Trek world, whether she's a fan or she just did massive amounts of work to study up. Um, I was really stoked at how many Star Trek fans were actually performing on this show because they were so, so ridiculously fanboy, insane, excited that they could talk about the special guest stars they had in the last episode of Lower Decks. And um, (laughs) I am surprised my son has not watched Lower Decks because he likes Rick and Morty. Which means, therefore, that kind of humor, that kind of fun. Uh, uh, Rick and Morty is a pretty messed up humor. It is messed up humor, but it's definitely modern day sort of humor. You know, it's not. Yeah, yeah, Lower yeah. Decks is not as edgy as Rick and Morty, but it's definitely modern day updated humor that I think that you do, wouldn't expect from a Star Trek show unless you definitely watch Discovery and realize, okay, that's a hip and amazing power, you know, show. Mm-hmm. Picard's definitely a slower show, so I think... That's it, what I've heard with that one. Yeah, it's a great show, but a slower show, and I think if you think of Star Trek, anybody who's probably under the age of 35 would go, ah, it's kind of like my dad's sci-fi. Oh, yeah, and you do need something to uh, kind of update that, or at least, I don't know, like you said, just like kind of of, like make it a little hipper. And the Abrams movies and Discovery definitely make it hipper. Star Trek's an exciting, mm-hmm. exciting production. It's more if, of an action movie, which yeah. the other ones were not. And still, you know, and they still have that flavor, if you ask me, of Trek in my mind. But Lower Decks is basically a comedic homage to everything Star Trek. It is amazing wow. the amount of Easter eggs that are in this in this in this show. And um 
This featured uh, a dream come true, not only for the actors that got to act with this uh, this person, but also for the person that got to be in it, because he is nothing like his character and always wanted to play it more like he who he really is. Really? And we're talking Jonathan Frakes, who now has the record for being pretty much in everything that was ever Star Trek. <laughs> Any Star Trek show. He's been in Enterprise. He's been in Deep Space Nine. Uh, was he really? I didn't even he realize. Played his, he played his transporter double, Thomas Riker. If you remember. The, you remember <laughs> oh, where he's Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, there yeah. There was yeah, an yeah. accident that created two Rikers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was part of the Maquis. The, the Maquis. Uh, and that whole storyline, oh, okay. if I'm not mistaken, I, I think no that's idea. what it was. Yeah, he was in Picard. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he was, he was. in Picard. Uh, he was in Enterprise because that, as a matter of fact, the the Enterprise, which has one of the worst endings, at all, and nothing to really blame any of the actors in Enterprise because they made it more about Star Trek: The Next Generation. The season finale, the series finale of Enterprise, was Riker and Troy in the holodeck just watching old history films of Enterprise. You didn't, and you didn't, and, and they basically made it more about Riker and than That's about weird. Yeah, and everybody hated that. They thought it was yeah, such a lame it, ending. Yeah, it sounds kind of terrible. And so this no small parts episode featured one of the greatest goofiest Star Trek The Next Generation enemies that we only saw one time <laughs> and they really did a great job with them and it also features the ship that Riker went on to command after Nemesis, the last Star Trek movie, he went on to command after he married Troy, the USS Titan. Oh, see, I was trying to remember the name of it, but uh, Sulu had the Excelsior, right? Yeah, and okay. Sulu was way before Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was just trying yeah. to remember that the only one I could come up with is Excelsior, and I was like, I know that's not right. There have been stories, and I think some artist renderings of what the Titan looks like, but we've never seen it on screen, I don't believe. Oh. So this animated show actually had... Riker on the Titan with Troy as his, I guess, first officer. And huh. they're in the episode basically rescuing the cast of the, the, the crew of the USS Cerritos, which is basically a ship that doesn't get all the glamorous uh, assignments that the higher end starships do. Yeah. Um, and lower decks characters are basically the people you feature that you never see in the shows. They're always the, they'd be like the, the also rants. It's never the bridge crew. Yeah. Yeah. Or is um, the, you see all the engineering crew that hang out with like in Next Generation with Jordy. It'd be like those guys, the people yeah. who are just pressing buttons that you see for a half a second while everything else is going. Going on. So this this show uh, was so good because Riker, uh, Jonathan Frakes said, I got to play Riker as a not so serious guy, but more like a cowboy. He said, which is really nice. me. He goes, I'm a, I am I like to make, I, I like to joke around. I used to drive Patrick Stewart crazy on the set because I was just so loosey. You know, he was just a loosey goosey <laughs> kind of guy. So Riker is an exaggerated version of himself. And it is fantastic because he actually has a super friendship with the ne'er-do-well character Mariner. So he provides her with contraband. And Troy finds out, like, <laughs> what do you mean you're providing her with contraband? You know, and, he's a, and, and he goes, well, I'll have to talk about that later. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> and he's so, so, like, uber-riker. He's fantastic. Uber-riker. It's so, so good. <laughs> um, and, and the episode featured, if you remember, the episode with the pack led, where they, they the aliens that tried to steal Jordy. Because they wanted to make their ship go. And they they, <laughs> oh, yeah. they they were really just really dumb guys. Yeah. And they pretended that their ship was broken just so they could steal an engineer. And that's how they that's how they got around the world. They would have steal technology from everyone else. Well, I love that they revisited the pack led. Like what happened all these years just leaving the pack led alone? They kept stealing and stealing. And stealing, and now the pack led are quite powerful. Wow, through no means of their own. 
That's but, funny. But they're still pretty dim-witted because they think every ship is the Enterprise. So, every, <laughs> so they attack these guys. We've got you now, Enterprise. And we're not the Enterprise. What's wrong with you? We are not the Enterprise. And then we're finally, still we're still not the Enterprise. <laughs> so when the Titan comes in to save the day, and it's like, oh no, it's another Enterprise. You know. <laughs> so I love that they really did this. But there's so many Easter eggs in this show that uh, it is fantastic. Like one Easter egg is when basically they have to defend the ship because it's being boarded. And it's so funny because the Packlet have really slow transporter technology. So it takes them a real long time. You see them beaming in, but you have like 10 minutes before they actually get there. (laughs) And so they're beaming in. And they're still beaming in. All right, I think we have time to go to the armory. We'll be right back. <laughs> and it, it, I just love that stuff. But she breaks in. To like her, she's got stuff hidden all over the ship, which her mother, who's the captain, <laughs> but we nobody knew about her mother being the captain until the last episode when the the beans were spilled. And her mother goes, "How much contraband do you have on my damn ship?" And then Riker goes, "Hey, did you get that Romulan L I sent you?" You know. <laughs> and uh, one of them was. A helmet that falls out. So she gets a bat left and a bunch of other, like, you know, banned weaponry. (laughs) But a helmet falls out. And this helmet was an old Star Trek toy from back in my childhood that was never on the original series. Really? But it had Kirk, Spock, McCoy on these stupid helmets. It was the Star Trek toy helmet. (laughs) And the fact that they put that in an episode, Easter egg style, yeah. the dumbest toy ever that never was in the original series. You're, but they, you're just like the Leo DiCaprio meme, where uh, the recent one from uh, 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 Hollywood, where he's just sitting there pointing at the screen. You're like, I know what that is! Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> and there's so much love given to this show by the creators that I just have a lot of respect. And then realizing how much a lot of the actors love the show and love Star Trek Universe... But what a great episode. And, I mean, they actually get semi-serious sometimes. The animation is fantastic. I, I really love the animation a lot. I, I put it up there in my mind with uh, the Clone Wars and Star, and Star Wars Rebels with, like, the background animation. Yeah. You know, the, car- the characters are cartoons, but the background animation, the, the, just the beautiful artwork that's done, oh. Uh, if you haven't checked out Lower Decks and you're a Star Trek fan, I say give it a shot. It takes place in the Star Trek universe about a year after Nemesis. Okay, cool. Because I was kind of wondering where the where the timeline would go. Because I mean, we were talking about Discovery, which is you know 900 years into the future and all sorts of all over the place. I kind of like to know where it is in that. And one of my favorite lines came from a character who I didn't even realize she was an Orion. They have a green girl on the show. All right. Not realizing, oh yeah, every time there's a green girl on the show, it's always basically somebody. <laughs> you know for Kirk to get busy with or whatever mm-hmm. uh, didn't make it because she has her hair cut really short and she's also really really like good at her job and we've never seen Orion's portrayed this way yeah so finally in the last episode uh, people start making fun of Orion's going gosh they're nothing but slaveholders, and all they do is just run mafia rings and she goes I will have you know that for some Orion's it has been five years since we've had slaves you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I really thought that was a fun line where she's five like years. she's like don't you understand do not judge us or stereotype us. Um, we're changing and we're trying, damn it. Yeah, and I, I just thought, okay, that's actually pretty good. And uh, It's worth it for, like, like seriously, like for the deep Star Trek nerds or if you're down for it in terms of just like wanting to see something a little more comedic or with uh, just the animation style, something different in the Star Trek oh, universe. Oh, and they bring back something from the original series, which was hysterical. Like, they go deep. That's cool. They really, really go deep and... 
I love uh, Lower Decks, and hey, it's, you can get it right now. You can binge it on CBS All Access. Now, here's something interesting, thinking about going back in time and uh, some of the old franchises. BJ, I know, I, first off, I know that Vicky and Joe will have no idea who Buck Rogers is oh, yeah. or the show is at all. It's Duck Rogers, right? No. Uh, I, I know. Well, I know you, what it is because of Duck grounded. Rogers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buck messing. Rogers is way older than even you know I mean, uh, or well, what you remember. N- well, I remember watching it when I was very, very little, like seriously, like Todd Age. You're talking about which one now? Which incarnation? Um, the the one the the one that the BD BD BD. Oh yes, yes, yes. So so I remember that one. Yeah. And uh, but it looks like Legendary Pictures is try is going to try to develop a new Buck Rogers film with plans to expand to a full fledged franchise. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they do because obviously they have a racially insensitive version of the ba- the master villain. Yeah. So Ming the Merciless, I don't know well, what they're going to do the with him. Merciless was Flash Gordon. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking of uh, yeah, Buck Rogers. You know what? You may be right. Maybe Buck Rogers isn't as old as I'm thinking it is. You're right. I'm thinking Flash Gordon. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So yeah. and I remember watching Flash Gordon, and yeah, yeah, it was very problematic with Ming the Merciless. No, so Buck Rogers was a uh, like late '70s or maybe mid '70s. Well, I know to late that 70s. show. Yeah. Yes. And um, it looks like they're going to try to bring it back. Uh, if you don't know who Anthony Buck Rogers is, he was a sci-fi space opera character that debuted in actually in a 1928 novella. Called Armageddon twenty four nineteen A.D. Oh, that then I am thinking. Uh, yeah. did Buster Crab play Buck Rogers back in the day? Ooh. I'm trying to think. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll look that up. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, on we're that. talking in those days. That's so. I, I might have been thinking about the right thing, but uh, then confuse it with uh, Flash Gordon. Yeah. So it looks like they're going to oh, yeah. be trying to bring back the old pulp Buck Rogers into the new world, and it's even going beyond the films. They're looking to try to do some uh, uh, like a full fledged franchise with like animes and maybe TV shows. Anything trying to get that back. It was Buster Crab, but as a matter of fact, if, nice. you rem- if you remember Brigadier Gordon from Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, the TV show, yeah. that was, he was Buster Crab, and that was like, oh. they brought him in as a sort of homage to the original Bu- Buck Rogers. Funny. So I am thinking of the right in my brain, but I just messed up with yeah. Ming. Ming's the wrong enemy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. if you want to go, I mean, yeah, seriously, like, Ming was really kind of problematic, but at the same point, it was kind of a fun pulp thing. It- of its time, but I'm really kind of interested to see what they're going to do with Buck Rogers, and maybe it kind of leans on the success of a lot of sci-fi stuff that's going on right now. I mean, we're talking about Star Trek, but there's still other stuff like The Expanse, which you guys have loved, and a bunch of other sci-fi in-space shows that I think it kind of leans towards that. And I mean, on the next episode, we're going to talk a bit about Star Wars as well, which is, I mean, obviously, I don't think it's ever lost its momentum in even people, the, the amount of people that complain about it it still hasn't stopped a billion dollar industry with it. No. So, I mean, what are you going to do about and that? Everybody seems to love Mando. So, oh, yeah, can't wait for Mando and the very, car- very soon. The animated series is, for the most part, are well received, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on from that, more TV talk, though. BJ. Yes, sir. Titans season two. Oh, Vicky, you're, you're all wrapped up with Titans, too, right? Did you ever no, watch I Titans? Oh, got, you're, I haven't oh, you're Doom Patrol. You're I'm not Doom Titans. Patrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were the one who were who got got super into Titans. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Uh-oh. Uh oh, tell me something. Vicky, right I got now. your next show. Oh, really? Well, I, I'm uh, done with uh, yeah. one show I'm watching. I got your next show. If you if you're already doing, listen. If you're already, you know, you, if if you love Doom Patrol, granted, Doom Patrol, you know, is, is definitely a little, you know, a way out there. But it's, it's but it's fantastic. <laughs> a little way out there. It's a great show. <laughs> but Titans was really. I mean, I love this because I really am not attracted to Teen Titans. I know all about them. Yeah. Uh, but so, ah, you know, what's a live action show? Let's see what they do with it. Yeah, it's not like the cartoon, like the Teen Titans and yeah. all the different iterations of that were. 
this is a, a very well done show. I put this on the level of Flash for the C Dub. Okay, uh, you okay. know, I really, really do. I mean, if you if you love what they've done with the Flash on the C Dub, I would say it's a combo platter of Arrow and Flash. Arrow sometimes can be a bit boring mm-hmm. in my mind, or you know, a bit whiny. And Flash, of course, <laughs> could be also a bit a lot of drama and also, but it, but they had more action. Titans is really cool with what they've done with all the characters that you know from Teen Titans. Uh, and, and that would be the new Titans because, I mean, way back in the day, I do believe the Teen Titans, it was sort of like the X-Men. You know, they had the original X-Men. Yeah. And then they had the new X-Men. I think the same thing happened with Titans. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bring both those worlds together. And I have to say I really enjoyed it. And I will tell you, uh, season two brought on a character that I thought, I'm going to hate this so much. And only because I always thought the dumbest characters ever were Superboy and Superdog, you know, basically, Crypto. Yeah. And dude... Superboy was a bit doofy, I felt. I have to tell you, I don't know, you know, how they did him in the comics. Yeah. But as far as Titans, but the way they did him in the show... He became one of my favorite characters. Wow! I mean, and I won't spoil it, but I mean, there's a he. Let's just say the Superboy is made, you know, not born, and how huh. he's made is really clever. Play-Doh Fun Factory. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> and it makes him a very conflicted individual. And Crypto just rocks. I mean, I was really. really I can't believe. I really? hate, I'm the not Super a dog, dog fan, yeah. but Superdog was really cool. <laughs> All uh, right, and we haven't seen a whole lot of him. Uh, and I, I also. Th- want to give big shout outs to Connor Leslie who plays Donna Troy who is Wonder Girl mm-hmm. and I thought she did a great job I was not a fan of Hawk and Dove and still I'm not I really can't stand that relationship <laughs> but I mean we have to have it um, but uh, I do love Corey Anders and uh, Anna Diop who plays uh, Corey and uh, who, who's basically Star Star Girl I think or oh, Starfire Starfire She's pretty awesome, and I really like uh, Raven uh, and, and the actress who yeah. they got to play her. And, and there I'm was sure. a huge controversy because she didn't look like the comic book Raven. Oh, well, she eventually starts to, I think. All right. You know, I mean, I, I, season one she didn't, but I think season two she starts to. But then again, I'm not really super familiar with it. And uh, I'm really I, – I, 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 so I really, really dug that. Beast Boy is annoyingly awesome. And <laughs> that's that's, that's Boy. Yeah. And and uh, I have to say, Dick Grayson is fantastic. But Ian Glenn, I think, really deserves a big nod. And you remember him from Game of Thrones. He was uh, the guy that betrayed, well, sort of the older guy that used to be her confidant, Khaleesi's confidant, but kind of betrayed him. Yeah. And then, then he came back. He was in love the, with yeah. her. Yeah, he was in love with her. Mm-hmm. Ian Glenn plays Bruce Wayne. Not Batman, but I mean, he is Batman, but he's an older Batman, and we oh. only see him as Bruce Wayne. Oh, that's cool. There are some great moments between Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne as you see a deeper understanding of that relationship and why it happened. I mean, hmm. if, if you're somebody that wants to just believe uh, the Joker fell on a thing of acid and that's all you ever want to know, it's just one bad day, you don't want to go sure. any deeper than that, and you don't like your characters to have any depth beyond that, hmm. you're not going to dig this, but I really dug it. And, all right, all right, cool. Oh, it, it's a good show, and it, it got renewed for season three, so I'm very, very excited. But it's good quality you know, television, and um, I was pleasantly surprised. My daughter and I, was one of our we, we watched it together. We both love Titans a lot. Wow. So, um, nice. Yeah, so you got that. That'll be on HBO Max. I think it already is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's also on the DC Universe app, too, right? That's going to go, I think. But uh, I mean, yeah. It's going to be there, but it's not. you're not going to watch shows on it anymore. I think it's all going to be not live. 
live action. I think they're going to phase okay. all of that to HBO Max. And, and it makes sense on that term because they're doing that. So yeah, it makes sense. But Titans is good. Nice. Vicky and I, act, then this, this is full on Vicky. Um, she was like, I'm watching this show. I'm not sure because it seems like it's going to be scary, but also you should watch it too. What? Vicky watching a sh- What? I know. And. Well, well, it started with I saw like the ads for it on Hulu's front page, and I was like, "Oh, that looks scary." No, thank you. Yeah. And then I didn't realize I saw an article and it said that this is Marvel's new show. I'm like, "What? Yeah, it's a Marvel property." I didn't know that. That it's a it, what? Yeah, yeah. So so Hulu has Hellstrom, mm-hmm. uh, and it is about uh, a couple Damian and Anna. Yes, who are uh, brother and sister. Okay, who have certain powers because well, at this point in time, I've watched the first episode. I don't know how many Vicky has watched. I think about four or five. But uh, their father is a serial killer. Yep. Oh, that's nice. Yes. IMDb says they're a son and daughter of a mysterious and powerful serial killer. And the siblings have a complicated dynamic as they track down the terrorizing worst of humanity, each with their attitude and skills. Yeah, so they both have skills because... They're both uh, salty bees. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're well, in different ways. Yeah, and it seems that they have... And it, it shows in the first episode that they have powers more than just what you... Like, of regular people. So they have some sort of superpowers. They got something. Yeah, I don't know yet how they've gotten them because they haven't explained them, mm-hmm. but they, everything... It's it's kind of... Everything kind of turns out to be... Like, not turns out, but it seems because I don't really understand what's, what's happening. Well, not... No, or I, why it's happening, but it's all tied to their dad. I yeah. know, I know the Marvel universe, but I will say the one part of the Marvel universe that's always been a little cloudy to me is the Blade universe. Is it, are they part of that? As far as I know, no, no. Oh and wow, it, it's, it's more demonic. Yeah, they seem to more like the more demonic stuff, so less like vampires well, and supernaturally. Such like that. See, I was I was wondering yeah. if it would be yeah, so it's uh, less, they're their own world. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's and less this is very, all supernatural, like you know, like what you would see on Supernatural, your vampires, your you know chupacabras or whatever. Oh, you. <laughs> this is more love just more like demons and devils. Yeah. So I have heard, I have a friend of mine that watched all of these. Okay. And I thought, oh, I'll start watching them. And he, and he was like, eh, don't bother. So really? that's why I'm wondering, guys, well, what are you thinking? I mean, what first, are you thinking? First impressions on this was that it really seems very, very melodramatic were the mm-hmm. terms that I had first thought of. Um, just because everything seems to play out almost like a soap opera. Mm. And so it didn't, but it didn't immediately dissuade me from it. Uh, I had to have a conversation with my wife after we watched the first episode. And I was like, so are we still in? And she's just like, yeah, I think so. Because I don't want to like, because I was planning on watching it anyway uh, to continue to watch it. But it's nice to have stuff to watch with the spouse. Exactly. And I, but I also didn't want to like make her make her want or need to watch it. I could watch this one on my own because I'm still intrigued at what's going on. It still has me All right. curious. So four yeah. in, four or five in. He's one in. How about you, Vicky? Four or five in. What uh, do you think? I, I'm still, I'm not sure because it's not like, oh my God, I love this new show. Check it out. It's. I'm very curious too. Like, yeah. it hooked isn't the right word. I was that exactly. way about Cloak and Dagger. It was just yeah. like a love hate relationship with that show. I, I, was, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. I was like, Ooh. but like they, they eventually get you with Cloak and Dagger. You're like, first episodes are okay. This is really slow, and then they do some pretty awesome stuff. And, and then see, they go slow again. <laughs> and the thing with Cloak and Dagger is, I made it three episodes in and just kind of cut ties. I was like, yeah, I don't need to watch this. There's a whole bunch of other stuff I had seen. Yeah. Now. The fact that I'm not, re- we're not able to kind of go out. A lot of stuff is being delayed, mm-hmm. yeah. which means there's not a whole lot of programming. It's time to cloak and dagger it. <laughs> you know what? And it's like with this, I'm still, I'm still intrigued by it. It is a Marvel property. It is 
uh, a standalone. And looking online, it looks like it's very, very loosely tied in with the MCU. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't think it's necessarily going to have any real thick references to that Doctor Strange almost a little bit with the where how they're functioning I mean this is one of those like at least with when you'd get you know your Daredevil your Jessica Jones there was always that Easter egg mention of oh what happened on this day or you know you don't look like the Hulk or whatever something you know they have made absolutely no reference that I've caught so far involving anything Marvel whether MCU or anything else Um, this and I thought it was going to be and it's it's, it's as scary as I'd say Supernatural or X Files. Yeah, so right. it's it's not enough to make uh, to freak Vicky out, yeah, which is fine. a good litmus for what we what yeah, we what Vicky we do. Don't, she don't like the scary. I don't no, like scary. There's a little bit of blood, a little bit of gore, but again, not much more than anything else that we've been watching. Uh, Hulu put it out for Huluween, which makes sense. Oh, uh, very cool. Yeah, it came out uh, about ten days ago, and so it's still going to be out there. I think it's a good. Fun, sort of little again. I feel like fun is a. It's not because it's not, not not fun. Right. Like I don't. It's I'm intriguing. Not, yeah. It's I captivating. And I don't want to poo poo it because I still. I'm still again intrigued watching it. It's just that it, it doesn't grab you and be like, I need to watch every single episode in a row. Like we watched the first episode and mm-hmm. we're like, all right, cool. We'll watch it again later. I mean, it is for me, but because I have completion issues, yeah. I need yeah. to just be done with it because I yeah. just like I just want to yep. know what's going on. Well, it's ten episodes. Mm-hmm. They're all out right now. And I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes, thirty percent average tomato meter for Ooh. the critics, but ninety one average audience score. Okay. Well, that. That's interesting. Yeah. So wow. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a genre thing. If you if you like that genre, I bet you're maybe. just giving it bigger thumbs up. Yeah, maybe. And I'm a like, lot of the times, the critics are going to just poo poo on. I'm anything, all that like on the horror genre. So I have yeah, been, I've been known to watch shows that people don't give <laughs> or play games that again, but they're my genre. I will play the bad games and watch the bad shows this, in my genre. And this is a show. It's I don't really. You, you've probably seen the actors here and there before, but they're not really well known yeah, actors. Nobody. New, yeah, they're a bunch of new actors, so you don't it's have to worry cool. about that. Uh, like kind of getting in your way sort of things like that actor is not that one. I don't know what's going on with that, but I would love to hear um, other people's opinions about that. So let us know uh, just via our, our social media. Shoot us an email. Let me know about this. This makes me think like a mixture of Legion, Supernatural, and I feel like one other show, but I can't pin it yet. So like mix <laughs> Legion with Supernatural, and this is what you have so far. Well, Ooh, that's trippy because Legion's a trippy show. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, idea this of one seems like pretty trippy too. It's trippy in other ways. There's the the weird kind of mystery of like their heritage, all that kind of stuff. A lot of twisted stuff happens. Mm-hmm. It's not as singy and dancey and quirky as Legion. By and and it's not <laughs> at, at by any means, but it's. Kind of messed up like Legion. Well, Vicky, uh, while you think about that other last one, we still have, we still need you to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. What's up, Vicky? Uh, have you guys heard of the actor uh, Timothy Chalamet? Uh, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Sorry, I just that's a, it was a bit on uh, SNL. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Chloe, one of uh, BJ's uh, favorite new uh, actresses on that uh, show. She actually did Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Oh, yeah, he's yes. gonna be in the new Dune. Yes, he's like oh, that main he's guy. The, is he uh, uh, Euphrates? 
Uh, he's Paul Afraides? I don't know what his name is, but he's that guy. He's the main dude. Yeah, the main dude. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Paul Afraides. I think you're right. I think that's his name. Yeah. He's uh, uh, 24 years old. He's probably one of like Hollywood's like newest like A-listers, mm-hmm, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, doing a lot of things. So there's a lot of speculation that, you know, there's rumors that he might be playing Adam Warlock in the Guardians of the Galaxy sequel. Whoa, really? Or maybe imagined as a younger version of Loki. I could, I could see him as an Adam Warlock. Because he has that, I mean, obviously, I'm like, they'll have to change his hair color. Like, that really matters or anything. Uh, right. Also, his skin color. Well, well, yeah, I mean, he's gold. You can just, that's easy. Oh, I mean, that's easy. They yeah. turn people green. I'm, I'm, Dying your needs, hair is tougher than turning He needs to be blonde, okay? Yeah, all right, uh, he was actually uh, <laughs> among the many actors who were considered to play Spider-Man before it went to Tom Holland. Ooh. Really? Um, so, Cinema Blend did an article about who he should play in like which Marvel character I should say not MCU but just Marvel character in general he should play and there is one person on this list that made like really sold it for me I'm like I need to tell you guys this story All right. I think you guys are going to be obs- obsessed with it just as mel- well as me mm-hmm. um, so one of them I so these some of these are like really I just phoned it in there but alright <laughs> uh, like Artie Maddox which I mean if you probably don't know who he is, but he's from X-Men. And if you remember in X-Men 2... Who is he now? Uh, when a little girl sticks her tongue out at a boy and he responds with his like blue forked tongue. Oh, that yeah, that, that kid. I remember him. Yeah, Wolverine carried him around, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. So they're like, oh, that guy. I'm like, really? Nobody... What? Yeah, Stop. right? No, no, okay. no, no, no. They want that guy? I'm like, no, why, why, why do we need him? We don't need him. Like, <laughs> what's he do besides exactly. stick his tongue out at well, people? In the well, in the comic, uh, he looks more like pink, weird head, bulby, like, man. I'm like, no, we don't we don't need that. Okay. I mean, he was probably, you know, he has telepathic abilities. Um, oh. He's actually mute, but he uses telepathic abilities to communicate and all that stuff. Oh. Um, but he ends up losing his powers. He's most famous for losing his powers during the House of M, which is when the when Scarlet Witch kind of does all her stuff. Oh, I don't know that one. You don't know House of M? No, I don't. I, isn't that the really? one where she does no more mutants? Yeah, where yeah. she says no more mutants and it and drops it down to like I don't know, like, like two hundred or something. A very small amount of mutants in the and entire like world. I got me some reading to do. Them. I got me some catching up yeah, to do. Get the House of M. This is an old school version, uh, or not old school, but I mean it's been around for a while. And that basically, like a lot of mutants end up dying because they're like, no, I stole oh. my powers. I stole my powers. I swear. Like, oh, so they, she they, just mutinize, de- demutinizes she, she, them. She removes their mutant abilities. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but speaking of House of M, because that's signs that that's what's going to end up happening with WandaVision um, they, uh, another character they picked was Wiccan for him so he is uh, an actually Scarlet Witch's son Oh, oh, and that's kind of interesting because in WandaVision there's a quick scene where you do see two babies yes. like you see the carriages and little pinkies like a, shoot a, up there's a few pictures too where they're carrying babies okay. and yeah. is this uh, from Vision like Vision's the dad yeah <sighs> yeah it was a whole complicated thing I, I know back know in stuff. the back, back so, in the day I'm so far behind all this <laughs> Wanda Maximoff uses her reality altering powers to create twin boys Billy and Tommy for Aww. her and Vision who are later absorbed out of existence by Mephisto before being reincarnated later with Billy developing powers similar to his mother's and joining the young Avengers as Wiccan yeah. oh that's cool that looks yeah. pretty cool too. Yeah. Mephisto, like, let me tell you. Look wise, he looks like oh, yeah. Timothy. Looks like he would be. Oh yeah, a Wiccan. Yeah, yeah. Wiccan would Absolutely. be good. I um, like that character. Uh, the Wizarding Wonder is also an important LGBTQ plus superhero icon and is married to his Young Avengers teammate Hulkling, oh. which is just one of the many character traits that would make this "Call Me by Your Name" star an ideal choice to play him. All right. Um, another, oh, that's that's this uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, another one. By the way, it's Paula Trades. Uh, just because I think a lot of oh, fans thank you. Yeah, be, yeah. They're probably I like said like Trades, which is a whole other thing. <laughs> they're just like losing <laughs> their mind. I know. Well, I'm they, not a huge Dune fan. I apologize. all angry emails can be sent care of yeah. BJ Shea at bjgeeknation at gmail.com. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I. But I am looking forward to that movie, even Dude, though I can't cool. stand the new game. It's so uh, sad that it got <laughs> delayed an entire year. Well, I mean, that's everything getting delayed. Oh. Yeah. Oh well. Are there any other characters so they think that she was, sh- that he should be? There's one called Colin Bloodstone. Excuse me. Do you know Colin? Colin. Yeah, and Colin Blood should not be in the same. Yeah, uh, sentence that's what I'm saying. I, I just had an exam not so long ago. Colin. C U L L E N. Colin. Oh, Colin. Okay. Oh, Colin. 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 Yeah. Bloodstone. <laughs> I'm just thinking like Edward Colin like, Bloodstone yeah. is something else entirely. I was thinking like you know no, Edward no. Colin. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a Colin. It, yeah. See, Cole. A lot of people think that's what the Colin should have been named in yeah. like the Colins. So apparently he's a Marvel character. He's struggling with a few intriguing secrets, including being the host of a monstrous parasite he hides with an enchanted ring and his crush on his male friend Aiden, otherwise known as uh, Anachorism. Yeah. Anachronism? Anachronism? And I know how to say that because there's a song that I really like called. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's easy for you to almost know how to say. Yeah, right. They also said maybe the Human Torch. Wait, wait, wait. He could play the Human Torch? That's what they're saying. Like, you know, maybe. Well, he's going to have to dye his hair. No, but the one that sold me. (laughs) The one that sold me. Yes. Is Franklin Richards. Well, he'd have to be an older Franklin Richards then, because Franklin's never been more. He's now finally a preteen to like early teen now. Really? Currently, yeah. The thing with Timothy is that he has, even though he's 24, he looks, he's very baby faced. Well, they were kids, but he's just finally. Actual like children. They were toddlers. But But they're now actually in the preteenish. I think what they're referring to is teenage. And he's got dark hair now. He he dyed his hair because he's like, oh, hey, mom, I do it, I won't. But looking at a picture of of Franklin. (laughs) Exactly. That's a great, yeah, he's gone a little goth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got an earring, which was an X-Men <laughs> earring. <laughs> oh, but I love that he, and I, I mentioned it before, but it's my favorite part of the last issue of FF is when she, he finally said, Mom, I can't believe you're so cool with my earring. You haven't said a word. She goes, yeah, you're fine. That's and then right. he, he's like, oh, wait, you turned it invisible, didn't you? <laughs> and <laughs> Mom's like, worst. yeah, I did. That's the worst. That's actually adorable. <laughs> yeah. But when I saw the image of Franklin Richards... And I think we've talked about like he needs to come in and make an appearance at some time. Well, and that's the powerhouse. Thing. Well, and that's mm-hmm. the thing they need to like. I mean, they they need to have the Fantastic Four. Yes. Like, I feel they absolutely need to have this when they're doing but the multiverse. But no origin stories, man. They, we don't need the origin stories because it's been brutalized so many different times. Just have them in there and just kind of a wink and a nod. You know who the Fantastic Four are, which I think is something that I've just had a realization because of how they approach everything and, mm-hmm. and what the solutions are to their stories. They're very Doctor Who-like. Hmm. They, they, they're scientific so that even the most horrific or whatever's going on, Reed looks for the scientific reason to yes. why. Yeah. And they're very pacifistic. So even though they get into a lot of fights and everything, they really don't want a violent ending. They're always trying to find yeah. a peaceful ending. And I think that's probably something that anybody goes into this has to know. They're not like like the Avengers or like everybody else. They really don't want to be an army. They don't want to be. They like to be adventurers. They're imaginots, is what they've been called. Yeah, and they've gone I to love the, that term. The negative zone, the microverse. They have gone everywhere, uh, and to the point where their solution to Galactus, which granted was the greatest thing ever, the ultimate nullifier, which is yeah, which is just like, what does that even mean, Stan? It's the most nullifying. 
Exactly. <laughs> I, I love it when Reed just put it in front of Galactus the first time they met him. And he's like, the ultimate nullifier. Oh, and we, no. And like I remember reading it, it going, I don't know what this is, but I guess it's a big deal because even Galactus is afraid of it. <laughs> it kind of makes me think of Doom Patrol the first season when they would come up with their weird quirks in order to like win a battle or whatever. Yes. Like yes. It, it's just so ridiculous. So I, I I would love to see somebody interpret them that way, that these guys are the Doctor Who of the Marvel Universe. They do okay. not want fighting. That's the last thing they think of. And they're family first. They're all about, like, family. And so, it's like, it's, so like Doctor Who mixed with Lost in Space. Yeah, a little Swiss family, Space Family Robinson, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I kind of really dig that. And I like the idea of, I definitely want them to have, like, the teenagers, like, Teenagers are tough in general, but imagine yeah. having the most powerful mutant as a teenage son on top of having the most intelligent human on the planet be your daughter. Yeah, right. Yeah, Shenanigans and, will ensue. Yep. And that's, <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. And so I, I hope that's how they do it with the FF. <laughs> Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, there's, hey, like, <laughs> there's one more on the list. Uh, the Beyonder, if you guys know who that oh, is. Oh, he'll play the Beyonder. Like they could say he That he was the Secret in. Wars guy. Yeah, like, like Galactus, mischievous, omnipotent being, but unlike Galactus, he is the living manifestation of an entire reality in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah that would be really interesting because they've done cosmic beings. I mean, Ego was the living planet, which was a cosmic being, and they've talked about the Celestials. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have Living Tribunal in the most recent stuff, which it makes sense because some of that stuff is just ridiculous. He could play, actually, the, the, that Celestial being that's in charge of all the housewares and all of the uh, sleepwear, the, uh, the bed, bath, and Beyonder. Hey! I was waiting for it. I knew it was going to be a dad joke. Knew that was coming. Yeah, you did. Uh, I'm still voting for Franklin Richards. Is there any actor you would love to see play any character in the Marvel Universe? Not necessarily MCU, just Marvel Universe in general. Yeah. Give me me all your thoughts. And until next time, stay nerdy.